what happens when heaven meets earth. When the eternal collides with our everyday lives. When an all-powerful and living God comes face to face with our circumstances. God shows up, the impossible will happen. Our hearts and situations will be completely changed through His encounter. Welcome to Next Level Church. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are excited to do another Sunday morning service with you. I'm Lydia, and I'm one of the Connect Group leaders here at Next Level, and I'm also part of the Connections team. So if you're ever free on a Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., definitely check us out. The group that I lead is called God's Heart for You, and the focus of the group is to kind of grow in our faith um, and the knowledge of Christ and to get into the Word and to also fellowship with each other so that we can keep each other accountable and growing in the faith together. So if you're ever free, definitely check us out. We usually have the Zoom link details on Next Level Church um, story. So if you're not already following Instagram, definitely follow us there and you can find all the Zoom link details um, on like on a weekly basis. So um, that being said, I am excited to bring a word to you today and I hope that it will bless you and your family So I want to get right into the word. Um, So the title of today is called Encountering Jesus in the Secret Place. So we're going to talk about encountering God a little bit, encountering God through the Bible, and also um, focusing on um, and questioning, are we following the Jesus of the Bible? Because there's so many preaching nowadays, there's so many teachings nowadays, and um, and I believe that it is so important that we get to know Jesus through the knowledge of God's word. And I think that once we discover him for who he is, I believe it has the very power to transform our lives. So that being said, we're just going to go into the scriptures and we're going to dive right in and we're going to see and hear an in time season word where I feel like in every season in the body of Christ, we need to focus on what God is trying to uh, get our attention on and what he's trying to say to us. And he's always having something to say to his children. So I feel like this is a crucial time that we are in. And I believe God has a message for the body of Christ. So this is definitely a time to prepare ourselves to meet the King of Kings because we believe that Jesus is returning. So let's encounter God through his word. So I'm going to talk about uh, Deuteronomy 4.2. And it says here, Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I give to you. And the scripture just goes to say, don't add or subtract anything to God's word. You know, preach what it says, but also do what it says. Don't pick and choose what you like and leaving out a big chunk of the word. So God is really clear about that, that he wants us, all of us, and he wants all us to like know all of him and he wants us to abide in his commands and that's how we encounter God so we can't leave out you know what doesn't feel good and then just cling on to what feels good and I don't think that's 
the message and the gospel. So God wants us to know all of him and know his word, what he's trying to say and live by it. And I think um, that's when we begin to really encounter the goodness and the power of God. So it says, but keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, that I give to you. And now we're going to go to Matthew 25, 1 to 13. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. And our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in it with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So this scripture just tells us to be like the the wise virgins, not like the foolish virgins, because the foolish virgins, they knew Jesus was coming. They knew his word is going to get fulfilled, but they were not preparing themselves. They were not getting ready. And over and over in the scriptures in the Bible, God refers to himself as our bridegroom and we are his bride. And as a bride, collectively, the body of Christ is in a season of preparing to meet the king of kings. He's coming to, uh, take us because he's not going to let us be on this earth forever because the world is getting dark and a cold and corrupted and evil and the more and more that the world gets darker and colder jesus's return and his nearness is soon approaching and many are having dreams even if you go and just type in youtube jesus return dreams visions like many are getting this word and visions and dreams of jesus warning his body of Christ, but also alerting and getting their attention. Hey, I'm coming to get you my bride, my children. I want you guys to be ready in season and out of season. So this is a season for us to prepare as a bride to meet our king. So the foolish virgins, they didn't take it seriously. They didn't take the word seriously. So they were just kind of, it says that they, because the bridegroom was delayed, they were slumbered and they slept. So they were not in tune with the season. But the, the the wise virgins, they were getting their lamps ready and they went to meet the king. Like they were literally getting prepared. And it also says the foolish virgins, they were trying to depend on the wise virgins to give them oil. But the wise virgins couldn't give them the oil. So every person has to work out their own lamp, their own salvation in getting ready to meet the king and if we depend on other people to feed us and to grow us and to get us ready for the king of kings how about if they're not preparing us that we might miss out so we need to prepare ourselves as much as we help each other we grow each other we go to church we hear the word of god from a pastor or a leader 
we have to also know the word of God for ourselves. And that's one of the ways we go deeper in the knowledge of God. And it's really important. And it says that watch therefore. So this is God saying, watch therefore for you. You don't know the time, you know, the day or the hour in which the son of man is coming. And before that, in verse 11, it says that, you know, they went, they're like the, the foolish virgins. They're like, Lord, Lord, open for us. We want to be saved now. We we want to serve you now. We want to get ready now. But then God is saying, but he answered them, surely I say to you, I do not know you. So it's different when we say we know God, but does God know us? Do we have intimacy with God? Where in the end times when he's coming before us, he could surely say that I know you. You truly lived for me. Your heart was pursuing me. Your heart was really after me. And you lived a life that was pleasing to me. Can Jesus say that about us? That is definitely one of my goals on this earth. I definitely want him to say, well done, my faithful and good servant. And that's what I live for, because I want to see the King of Kings, the one who saved, who died on the cross for me. Don't you? So let us prepare ourselves to meet this King, because he's definitely coming and his time will not delay. In Matthew 7, 24 to 28, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. It did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Our rock is Jesus and we need to be founded on him. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So if we read God's word and we don't live by it or we don't do it, God is saying that we're not really building ourselves on the rock and we're being foolish. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and the great was his fall. So if we're not really built on Christ, his scriptures, his word, in the knowledge of him, if we're really not built, when testings and trials and storms and winds and waves, when things just go wrong in our lives, things just come hitting at us, we're not going to make it. We're going to collapse. Because it says, if we build ourselves that way, the great was the fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these things that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. So we need to make sure that our house, like our lives, our relationships, our families, our prayer life, our knowledge of God, everything, our finances, every part of us is built on God, the rock, his scriptures. 2 Timothy 4, 1-5, it says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This scripture just goes to say that Jesus is coming back to judge the living and the dead. So every person, it goes on further into the scripture saying every word, every deed we do on this earth, we're accountable for, we're going to have to answer God. So are we living a life that is pleasing to him in fear and trembling? 
And are we living in reverence and honor of Jesus? Or are we kind of like living for him and kind of not? And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Are we hot and cold? Or are we really hot? Because it does say that God doesn't like us living a lukewarm lifestyle. He said he will spit us out of the arm, out of his mouth if we live that type of lifestyle. He loves us, of course. He loves us, cares for us. He wants us to, you know, live for him. And he definitely wants to save us. But we have to determine, do we want to live for him? And if we want to live for him, we're all in it or we're not. And we can't be half-half. We can't be lukewarm. So, and the scripture says, in the end times, so many people's ears will itch after their own desires and teachers that will kind of give them what they want to hear. So, blessings, prosperity gospel, like, you know, you're good, you're doing well, like, keep going, but not teaching them the fear of God, not teaching them the true word of God. And the gospel is not about just blessings and seeking God for blessings, but it's also living a life of reverence and pleasing our king and living a life that is sacrificial to him, right? Because there's a lot of things that we'll have to sacrifice on life. You know, we can't just live according to our flesh and do whatever we want to do. When we become servants of God, we truly have to carry our cross and live a life that is pleasing to him. And there's joy telling you there's so much joy in living for him he's worth it the world's not but he is because he always has your back and he always cares for you and he always has the best interest for you in matthew 24 to 24 to 25 it says false christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive if possible even the elect see have told you beforehand so this is god saying you know so many people will come and preach the wrong me here and they're going to preach it at churches. They're going to preach it at the streets. They're just going to preach it on television, social media. So many people are going to preach. And people's ears are going to itch after those type of teachings. But God is saying, be in the word and read the word for yourself to test if those words are really from my scriptures. Or if they're just being preached to kind of um, make people feel good messages but they're not really in the scriptures so god is saying so many people are going to come and deceive and do wonders and people are going to be like desiring that and even the elect lector like people got elected even they are going to be tempted and some of them are going to fall my desire is that none of us fall my desire is that i believe we're all elects and my desire is that we're all rooted on the scriptures on the rock on jesus and we won't waver we won't shake when deception or anything comes at us or waves or storms or temptation or whatever if we're really rooted on christ we're not going to shake and that's our hope because when we're grounded in god we know that he has our back in matthew 24 to 5 13 it says for what many will come in my name saying i'm the christ and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilence earthquakes in various places all these things are beginning of sorrows so we're living in that time right now where all these things are taking place right then they will deliver to deliver you up to the tribulation and kill you and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will be offended will betray one another 
and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached all over the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So there is like a sequence of events that's going to take place before his return. And um, everything that we just read, that kingdoms against kingdom, nations against nations, many people's love will grow cold because of lawlessness. And many will betray each other. Many will be offended. And even the elect are going to fall. So there's going to be all these things taking place. And the, the God, God's word is going to get preached everywhere. And then the end will come. So if we're seeing all those signs, it's God saying, my bride, get ready. Because my time is definitely approaching and I want you to be with me in heaven. So he's coming to get us, but are we in tune with the time we're in? So if we've put off a lot of things for doing a lot of things that we wanted to do for God, it's definitely the time to pick them up, pick those desires, pick those visions, pick those things, those ministries, things that he's asked you to do, getting your heart prepared, doing the forgiveness, getting rid of the bitterness, living a life that's pleasing to him. It's our time to get our hearts right with God and doing the very things he's asking asking us to do because there will come a time where we won't have any more time because he's going to be here. In Matthew 24, 29 to 31, it says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then the signs of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of trumpet and they will gather together his elect from four winds from one end of the heaven to the other the reason why jesus is coming is because a lot of his servants a lot of his children a lot of those who have accepted him are still on earth and they're serving god and they're waiting for god to come so he's coming back for those who have chosen him he wants he it's his heart and desire that none shall perish but all shall gain everlasting life in him But not everyone's going to accept him. But as servants of God, it is still our duty to sound the alarm, give the word of God, and tell people about Jesus and his goodness, his kindness, his forgiveness, and his redemption, and his saving grace. It's our duty. And praying for people and leading them to Christ. That's one of the jobs of all Christians. I don't just believe it's for just the evangelists, but I believe that every Christian should be spreading the word of God as the time is near more and more people need to come and discover God and be set free and serve him and be saved by him. So one of the final scriptures I want to talk about today is Romans 8, 18 to 25. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectations of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. Because the creation itself also will be revealed from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly 
wait for it with perseverance. Yes, many are suffering right now. The world is going through so much right now, so much turmoil and just so much um, suffering right now. And even the body of Christ is being attacked and going through different struggles. But God is saying, you know, the eternal glory cannot even be compared to like what you're going through the suffering because the glory that we're going to experience when he returns and our latter glory is going to be greater than our present suffering. So he's worthy. He's worth it. He's worth serving. And it says that like everyone is waiting, you know, the whole creation and people are waiting for the sons of God, which is us, the children of God to be revealed. And we're all waiting with eager groaning. And, you know, we, we are still waiting for that time for Jesus to come and redeem us from this earth. So there's a hope that we're holding on to. So if you've tuned in today, I just want to encourage you and tell you that God loves you so much. And if you've heard this word today, that means he really wants to prepare you and your family, your friends, and those who he's given as influence for you, your circle of influence. To get to know him, your job is to preach the word in and out of season and, and to serve God and serve one another. You know, just like Jesus, he didn't come to be served, but he served. So our, one of our goals as Christian is to live a life pleasing to him, but also live like him and to keep our thoughts on things above and not on things on this earth because everything is going to fade away. Everything we see on earth is going to fade away. The money, the house, the cars, whatever, you name it. But one thing that will stand is God and his love and his word and his eternity. So if we found God, if we've encountered God, we found a really good thing. One of the ways that I have found God is when I sought him. Because the scripture says if we seek God with all our hearts, then we will definitely find him. That's one of the promises. So one of the ways you could encounter him is just seeking him, putting aside distractions, taking some time, allocating some time, going to a space where you could just have focus, just you and him and asking him, God, encounter me. God, I want to get to know you. And if you want to get more into the word and you don't understand the word, God, give me the knowledge of your word. Give me the knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. I want to have a deeper fellowship with you. And I want to prepare myself and my family and my friends and everybody else that you give me as, you know, in my care so that I could also help them grow in the knowledge of you, Jesus. Jesus is worth it, guys. I've been serving God for over, you know, 14 years and he's the best thing I found on this earth. He's like gold. He's like treasure. He's amazing. His love is so pure, so kind, so gentle, so caring. It's everlasting. It fights for you. It fights for me. And he's worthy of knowing. He's worthy. The world is all seeking for answers, but he has all the answers. The world is seeking for solutions. The world is seeking for peace, the joy. But we know that our God is the Prince of Peace. Our God, there's fullness of joy in his presence. And you know, nothing is hard for our God. Nothing is impossible with our God. And our God is a saving grace. So he's worthy. So I'm just going to wrap up with a prayer for all of us. And I hope that this word encountered your heart in a deep way to fellowship more closely with God and to get to know him more deeper through the scriptures and to have your own walk with God established through the knowledge of God.
So Father, I thank you for every every child that joined today. And I pray, God, that you would encounter every one of your children. Oh, Father God, that you would bless them. You would give them a heart for you, a heart after you, to pursue you, to dig deeper into you. And you said, know the truth, the truth will set you free. So I pray that your children will live in truth. Oh God, and abundance, you said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but I came to save the world. So Father God, I pray that you would save your children in a deeper way, that you would give them a revelation and a knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ, and that you would give them a deeper revelation of your love for them. And I pray that this year will be a year of transformation and great glory and an experience and encounter like never before, God. So I pray that you bless and touch your children today as they, you know, have heard the word, God. And I pray that you would take them deeper into the revelation of your scriptures and you'll reveal to them all mysteries. He said, call on to me and I'll show you unsearchable things you do not know. As we call on to you, I pray that you would show them amazing things that they would be awed and amazed at. So we thank you for today, God, and we ask you that this word will be fruitful in your children's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you enjoyed this word. God bless you, and we will see you next Sunday. Thank you. Take care. What an amazing word by Lydia. Thank you so much, Lydia, for sharing that. If you want to be part of her connect group, it's still open. God's heart for you. Wednesdays at 7.30. Jesus is coming back soon. Period. Stop. Done deal. There's nothing else to say after that. Jesus is coming back soon. And that is a fact. We need to prep ourselves. We need to get ready. So that's such an amazing word. Thank you, Lydia.